Hello everyone and welcome back to Is It Peak? Today we are discussing Season 6, Episode 7 of Better Call Saul, the mid-season finale, Plan and Execution. I'm your host Marcus, aka HN Films, and joining me today is Johnny Cooper. Hello everybody, Johnny Cooper here. Also joining us is Cinnabad. Oh. And we also have Imperfect Dan. It was good, and uh, I did the soda trick, it works. Wow. Fascinating. And finally, we have a special guest, the owner of a Breaking Bad Universe Discord server, Skink. Hey, I'm an owner of a Breaking Bad Discord server. What a, what a celebrity. This is a celebrity guest we have on Is It Peak. Let's go. Woo! Thank you. How many, how many members does that server have? Like 20? 17, 18. 18 people? Yeah, around there. Yeah, it's a little tiny community. Anyways, what an episode that was. Am I right, guys? Yep. Holy yeah. shit, that was insane. Well, some some people, not going to name names, were saying that this, this season so far has been pretty slow and nothing's really happened, mm-hmm. but I don't know how they can say that after today's Johnny episode. Cooper. Well, I was just, you know, uh, talking about the other folks, you know, who were saying that, you know. Not not me. I thought, I mean, I thought it was pretty slow, but uh, it did serve, you know, to the plot. Other people didn't think it was uh, it was doing that. They thought it was just all filler up until this episode, but... You know, this episode connects all the previous ones and, you know, that's what uh, that's what makes it great. Well, yeah, people definitely seem to like it because this currently has a 9.9 on IMDb, making it the highest rated Better Call Saul episode. Although it still could do, it still could go down, obviously. It probably will go down. Yeah, I think it will go down to like a 9.8. Yeah. So it will still be higher than the other ones. Episode 3 is at a 9.7 still. So. Yeah. Surprisingly. But 9.7 is like chicanery, winner. No, actually, no, winner's lower. Uh, Bad Choice Road, Bagman, and uh, Rock and Hard Place. Yeah, I did think this episode was better than the Nacho one. What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, so uh, starting off this episode with something that I definitely was not expecting. Lalo, already back in Albuquerque. Uh, was everyone expecting him to be back already? No. No. We all got yes. it wrong. Cinnabad was the only person that actually got that right. He said he'd be back in Albuquerque in this episode and me and hn said like no they're not gonna do that well yeah especially since like that his scene last episode where he was talking to casper and he's like oh let's talk like i thought we were gonna see that conversation yeah i thought he was gonna go to like other germans too like not well, i thought for sure like yeah i thought for sure yeah. kai was gonna show up because he was like the most memorable character out of those people and i don't know if any of you guys saw this but kai's actor like posts on instagram he posted like a thing about how he was gonna dive by Lalo, and I guess he was just trolling. Well, are we assuming that that other guy, Casper? Are we assuming he's dead now? Uh, you, with the way the episode ended, uh, yeah. Or is he just sitting there with his leg cut off? He's probably dead. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's probably was dead. he one yeah, of the German guys? Yeah, he was um the guy who in season five, episode one, when they were getting him all to leave, he was the one who like stood up to Mike. Oh. Like Werner's so much better than you, bro. When I saw Lalo in the cold open, I was like, wait. This doesn't look like Germany, so I assume this was just right. like a flashback to when he arrived in New Mexico during season four, or maybe to add a bit more character to him, like, you know, show something tragic that happened to him in the past. Um, but, you know, long and behold, he's uh, he's already in New Mexico present time, so I was a little shocked by that, because it seemed yeah, like same. we were going to see Lalo still in Germany, asking questions to, like, Ziegler's other men. Um, and I do still think um, for part two's cold open, we might see Kai... Because, you know, like HN said, he was, like, on set. Um, so we might we might see, like, a conversation with, like, Lalo and him, you know, that might end up badly. Or Kai will appear during the Breaking Bad episode because, uh, you know, he, he has to, like, finish, like, the lab and whatnot. I highly doubt they're going to get the same guys to finish the lab. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I think they're just going to finish know. a lab, like, off screen. It'll just time jump and then it'll be done. I thought it was weird how he was just back in Albuquerque. And like yeah. how he got to Germany, he was just in Germany. Like they, you think like he's some super wanted cartel, um, whatever figure that people do think he's dead. Oh yeah, they do think he's dead. He's most he's wanted in Albuquerque though. So no, they think he's dead. Yeah, now they think he's dead. Like everyone except Gus's goons think he's done. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Hector, I guess. But what's he gonna do? When it cut to him being in Germany in like episode five, it made sense because there was like three episodes where we just didn't see him at all. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that was just last episode, and now he's already back. I'm not complaining, because yeah. people were saying, like, oh, 
this thing is just so so play, slow paced. So I guess they got what they wanted, but it's still. I think the reason off. why it works is because like why else? Like what what else is there to show, right? Yeah, I guess there's no point really. In yeah, yeah. Lalo exactly. gets on a plane. Lance checks his luggage. Like I'd watch the, the show. The show sometimes like goes into detail showing like random things but they're not gonna do that like well yeah the show is not does like to show things in detail yeah. but like yeah. mike mike with the car tracker thing yeah the most famous scene that, that scene was so good that. i love that scene yeah. it's so boring like no it's not last watch Bruh, it is actually i think so i was good. not in the mood to watch any episode but when It'd i watched it last too. time it was so boring man. oh man i think you're boring honestly I like how they uh, they showed us when Lalo uh, what Lalo said to Nacho in season five, like that he only sleeps for like an hour or two, which is what we see him do when he uh, sets up the alarm to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, he had like a crazy power nap. He said it for an hour and he slept with that thing ticking the whole time. When he left the sewer at the beginning, are we assuming that he was already down there like sco um, like scoping it out and then he left to go sleep and then he went back in? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. He doesn't want to sleep in his sewer. Makes sense he wants that he'd go take a shower. That man's yeah. fresh. He's got to keep his. He got to keep his hair perfectly quaffed. Well, yeah, and then at the end of that scene, it shows that he's scouting out the uh, laundry place. When it was doing that long panning shot over to the laundry, I was really worried it was going to be Jimmy and Kim's house, which I guess oh kind of did end up happening. At yeah. the that end, would have been so corny. I'm sorry. That was so corny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just him like hiding in the sewers with the binoculars, looking at Kim and Jimmy's house, <laughs> watching him. It kind of looked like it though. Well, yeah, I was like analyzing that street. I was like, is this the same street as Jimmy? Yeah, the right side when they first panned. I was like, wait, is that there? Bro? I thought it was Los Pollos Hermanos. I was like, oh. Is he going to it would, it would have been crazy if it was just dead ass Gus's house. Although I, I highly doubt he'd be able to do that. He would have gotten a phone call from Mike telling him to go home. Oh, no. I was just going to say, what was the intro for this one? Like, which clip was it? It's the machine thing that Jimmy like, lies on the ground with. I wonder what they'll show for like episode 11, 12, and 13. It'll probably just be recycled a bit. It'll be so cool if it's like new pristine ones or something. Well, I don't know if you guys saw, but like on the ep on the intros for this season, on each one of them, there's like one frame where the image like isn't distorted at all. And it's like crystal clear. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Yeah. Which I guess you could say is like, oh, we're bleeding into the Breaking Bad timeline now. Ho <laughs> ho. Let's go. Wait, is it is it like in color or is it still in black and white? No, it's it's in color. Okay, so after the intro, we get the actor who plays fake Casemiro at his day job, which is just like at a Walgreens or something, just yeah, with the shopping it's, carts. Um, it's in the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jimmy rocks up and he's like, oh, I'll give you three or $400 because we need to reshoot right now. And then he gives him some stupid speech about Carpe Diem or something. And then off they go. And then the cart slowly smashed into the car. <laughs> yeah. I really like that actor who plays fake Casemiro. He's cool. Yeah, I thought the scene of Saul with the old guy, uh, or whatever the you know the guy's name you said, uh, added more to Saul's character. You know, the guy wasn't sold on the money until Saul uh, was, like, I, I guess manipulating him by using the guy's passion that we saw him talk about in the previous episode. Because oh, yeah. the guy was, like, invested on the character he's playing, which we see more of in this episode. So him yeah, being when he sold finds out by his that. character has a broken arm. He's old. <laughs> Ooh. It's like, oh, this changes everything. Yeah, so him getting sold by that instead of the money shows that how, you know, how good Saul is at what he does. I feel like it's been a while since they introduced, like, a wacky side character like this, too. Like, it's it, it used to be all the time they had, like, these weird characters showing up. Like Yeah, one of, the highlights, one of the highlights of the show. Well, speaking of crazy-ass scams, the next scene is the GOAT camera guy, a.k.a. Joey Dixon, which is his actual name in-universe. He's, like, hosting... He's teaching a film class thing. Is he, like, a substitute, or...? I think I assume he's a substitute. I was I was a little shocked that the camera guy is a teacher because I thought he was just a student doing a presentation until he was uh, giving out quizzes to his class. Same, same. Yeah. Well, I found out like a, a few months ago that guy who plays the camera guy, he's like forty years old. What the fuck? What? He is forty years old, straight up. I'm not even joking. But yeah, Jimmy knocks on the door and pulls him out of class. How does he not get fired for that? He's gone. He's like, I'll be right back and. He was probably gone for like an hour, whatever the class would be. He's only a substitute, to be fair. Well, well we don't know for know. sure. Yeah, he could be a full-time professor. I'm going to assume he's a substitute. I, there's no way that guy's going to get hired as a full-time <laughs> yeah. professor. 
but yeah, once Jimmy pulls him out of there, we get like a really long take where it follows him around as they can conduct their little shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And the scene was like so good. I was like grinning from ear to ear the entire scene because it was just everything I could possibly want out of the show. I love the film crew and they're mm-hmm. all great here, especially Drama Girl dressed up as like something from a dark crystal apparently i don't know what yeah. that is though. it it's like a throwback to the older seasons again too just like jimmy filming something messing around it's like not as serious as like oh, yeah comparing the comments. tone of that scene to what happens at the end of the episode is just crazy yeah. and that doesn't feel out of place this is why the show's so different from breaking bad like it's not focused on tension it's like it's tension but it has comedy That's well breaking so bad's good. like that as well no but like it's way more like focused on especially the later seasons on like being very suspenseful Versus, like, Better Call Saul, where it's just, like, kind of... It's just, like, the perfect mix of both, right? Like, it leans more on the comedy, but also doesn't let go of the suspense. I would say both I would say both shows are good at that. Yeah, both shows are good at it, obviously, yeah. Yeah, I feel Better Call Saul is more, like, whatever moments. It's, like, in the like middle. It's, like, perfectly in the middle. And then Breaking Bad is, like, leaning... It leaned more towards suspense as the series went on. Well, mainly, like, 5B of Breaking Bad is where it's... Oh, yeah, 5B especially, yeah. I don't see any room for the... This could very well be the last film crew scene, and if it is, it's yeah. a good send-off of them, because I don't see how they I, can fit back in at this point. Yeah. yeah. It could be either. in the Breaking Bad timeline. Yeah, hopefully they can yeah. show up one more time to film some OG Saw commercials. The tracking shot was very keen, though. I liked it. Yeah, it was really... I, there was one hidden cut that I noticed, but other, yeah, it was really good. I don't think any of you guys will agree with this, but the this scene with the film crew, that was my favorite scene of the episode. I think I might agree. Oh man, there's so many favorite scenes. <laughs> See, they will agree. Okay, we'll get to that later. Well, yeah, every, there's not a single agree. bad scene in this episode. I'll side with HN on this. If this is their last scene, I can understand why you say that. He's just obsessed with the film crew. <laughs> I am. I love them. He's obs- no, HN's obsessed with like every quirky side character. <laughs> see how committed uh kim is you know getting the right shots and angles as well which is what we see saw do uh when he did those commercials in the previous seasons yeah they even got an excuse for her to take off her shoes again when she was running around oh, my. oh man more feet shots i just couldn't help but notice it i'm sorry <laughs> yeah, so a lot noticed. of people were pointing it out on well as well but yeah, after that they develop the photos and they add on the special drug thing that they got from Caldera in the previous episode. Yeah. Which, like, that must have dried by then, by the time it gets to where it's going, like, right? Well, yeah, Howard said when he got him, they were, like, wet. Yeah, which is, like, how much did he pour on there, then? I saw they put on, like, a few drops and then spread them around with, like, paintbrushes. It was after that developing scene, Saul runs off, very action-packed, he runs off down the uni. And he hands off the photos to Howard's private investigator guy, which I was yeah. not expecting. That was such a yeah, cool moment. That was that was a cra- that was a crazy reveal of the episode. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah. Oh, shocking part! Yeah, uh, the redditors were right. I really did not think Howard's PI was working for them. I didn't either. I thought Howard would have been like more like smart than that. I guess I don't know. Uh, well, he ain't Chuck, so you know. I guess yeah. there's that. Um, <laughs> The, the PI being paid by Jimmy was a pretty ridiculous I, theory, you know, that we, uh, that in the you know previous podcast, we threw away the possibility of that happening really quickly. I did not. You didn't? No, I, I just had a suspicion that perhaps that was a... But yeah, you're so smart, Dan. I didn't know he for didn't sure, know. but like, yeah. He I didn't want to say anything, but he... No, the reveal is crazy because I was like, how is a Like, the PIs must be catching them recording this or taking the fake photos, but then it's revealed like two minutes later that he works for them so and like, yeah how quick oh. the reveal was was like so cool the way mm-hmm. it was filmed <laughs> yeah I, also i just love seeing soul run around you know bob odenkirk is old as fuck and can't run that fast he was hoofing it i'm just yeah, kidding he could beat dan <laughs> in a race for sure <laughs> beat me okay no you can do you see the shape he was in for nobody before the race odenkirk would take you and beat the shit out of you just to get a head start <laughs> break your legs what he said i'm gonna fuck you up <laughs> He's gonna summon his hitch. What? That's uh, the character's <laughs> his, name. His character's name is Hutch. His character's name, bro. This man <laughs> is a hitch. fake man. Holy shit! It's Hutch, hitch. not Hitch. You said it wrong, it, though, Dan. Oh no, right? Yeah, it's Hutch. Hutch, Hutch, Hutch. I meant Hutch. I meant Hutch. I meant Hutch. Yeah, sure you did. Rhymes with Chuck. But after that, Howard is being a little bit of a OCD freak, you could say, setting up his little meeting. Making sure mm-hmm. everything's perfect. I remember this guy comes in, uh, Carrie, and just spills some drinks everywhere. 
Oh no, he doesn't spill them. He just drops them. And then Howard teaches teaches him a life trick about oh yeah turning around. And apparently Chuck told him that. Yeah, and this guy goes Chuck. Who's Chuck? Howard should have rehired Ernie. Where is Ernie? He got yeah, fired. Wait, Ernie got fired. Did he get fired? Remember? Yeah, he did. Because he was helping Jimmy out, and then Chuck found out. I completely miss this. You know, that that could have been the perfect time for Ernie to show up again, even though he does know who Chuck is, so maybe it wouldn't be perfect. I knew something bad would happen to Howard the moment, like, he started, like, you know, being, he was nice to the kid and started saying nice things about Chuck and everything. I was like, oh, no, they're going to do something, aren't they? Yeah. I don't know why. It was like, the way he acted, it just, it's like, you can't make someone act like this. And he's like, not have something happen. Like, well, I just thought it was set up for when he has a meltdown, and that was going to be the bad thing. Yeah, exactly. I, I meant the meltdown, but you know, I just, I thought like his career was going to be gone or something. Yeah. yeah which I mean, it, I guess it was. <laughs> and then his life, you know. Uh, I, th- I thought this scene acted as a uh, final happy moment for Howard before his whole yeah, life yeah. is, you know, ruined in just one day, like his own Ozymandias. Uh, also, yeah. I saw some people say that uh, Chuck, uh, Chuck taught himself the can trick because Jimmy will always shake up his sodas when they were younger. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he was like always trolling and embarrassing Chuck. Yeah, I think that's, that's what impossible. makes I think that's what makes the scene uh, much better because it um, reflects what Jimmy is doing to Howard, you know, but uh, sadly, unlike Chuck, you know, Howard isn't uh, as smart as or, or smarter as prepared as he was. Well, it's cool that we're yeah. still getting like tidbits on Chuck. Like mm-hmm. three seasons after his death, it's. Yeah. Uh, I think this was like the definitely like the last season farewell to Chuck for sure. Like, there's yeah. no way they're gonna have him. It's not gonna be a farewell. No, I'm still, I'm still holding out over. hope. I'm still holding out hope yeah. for Chuck saying that. Just they're the not way gonna the like. Was, and like it was. They're like not gonna like movie. ignore Chuck until like the very end of the show. Like, it's gonna take that long. I, I think I, like yeah. a Chuck scene could be the cold open for the very last scene of the show. I mean, last episode. But then Howard's assistant or whoever comes in is like we got some new info from a judge guy no not judge private investigator guy who has a name i can't remember it's like genadowski or something and he's very intrigued by the new photos of jimmy handing off a package to casemiro guy but what i was not expecting is he does not recognize who casemiro is which makes the next scene even better you know, yeah, it, it was better uh, him not knowing and then like seeing his face when he fought, when like the guy walks in. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Oh, before the actual meeting, we get the return of Irene Landry, one of the oh, goats. Oh, that was sick. Talking no, about no, no, some no. leek soup. I thought Irene was going to get drugged for sure. Because <laughs> he would like shake his hand like he still had it on him. And then he like touched her like, I'm like, oh no, is Irene going to get drugged too? That Irene's going to have her chicanery, man. And then he was also uh, touching um, Schweikert's hand as well. So I thought yeah. they were all going to get drugged. <laughs> that would be so funny. It yeah. just everyone was mad at each other. And Kim's like, Kim's meeting thing doesn't get mentioned at all this episode other than yeah. when she shows up. Do you think if this was a proper mid-season finale, they would have maybe did like a little closure on that? maybe i just don't think the show should have a mid-season finale it's not really written to be like it. i don't know it doesn't really yeah, it's need not written to be finale. like it i'm just saying do you think it actually was meant to be if this feels pretty good for like a mid-season finale but like obviously it didn't really need one like it could just be one season yeah i think they said that the uh, last two episodes didn't finish production yet so that's why they had to delay the episodes that in for the emmys I think yeah. it's mainly just the Emmys. No, I think it's the Emmys. It's, it's definitely for the Emmys, yeah. Emmys first, and they also said they didn't have enough time to finish the episodes. But it's also weird because it's not. It's, it doesn't seem to be marketed as two separate parts the way Breaking Bad was. Like, Breaking Bad has, like, two different posters for season 5 A and B. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get new marketing other than, a tr- like, a tiny trailer, maybe. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They haven't even released the episode titles or anything yet. Yeah, when, do, when are we going to get the next episode title, do you reckon? Probably weeks before. They have to submit it to like the TV guide thing or whatever. So, do you think critics will get to watch it early, or will everybody have to see it at the same time? Um, I think it'll be the same time. I I kind of hope they don't see it early and then it leaks out again, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> yeah. like I don't want the <laughs> I don't want them saying it. There was a lot of things about both first two episodes that we already kind of knew going in. Yeah, like the first three. Can we say one thing? Um, why Howard insisted on Irene um going to the wheelchair? Did you all catch that? Was it just to make her more... Yeah, sympathetic. Yeah. Because, like, think about it. Because since Cliff May knew about, like, the whole thing, I thought he was just trying to, like, maintain a good, like, 
facade. That's why, like, he wanted to put her on the wheelchair. Because, like, he was shaking, too. He was very nervous. Yeah, but it's that's a thing that Howard would do to be nice, but also because, like, it makes her look more, like, whatever. And Defenseless. Then, then, like, this cool. little, yeah. But, yeah, the meeting starts. All the, all the homeboys are in. You got Rich Schweikart, who's back. Cliff's there. Howard's there. And then, Aaron's the, yeah, Aaron's there talking into the speakerphone for, like, all the old people were listening. And yeah, she only checks on uh, Francesca. Francesca? Yeah. Oh, shit, she's she in. Was like, when she was like, oh, and Mrs. Whatever, are you there? And then um, Kim and Jimmy are listening and, like, uh, do we have to say something? And then Francesca finally answers and puts on, like, an old lady voice. And says, oh, like, I, I thought it was, I thought that voice was Drama Girl's voice, but Francesca does make more sense. I think it's Francesca because Francesca called in originally. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. But Francesca was didn't really like doing that, so Yeah, that's why that's why I think it's her too, because it was so delayed. Like she's like, Should I do this? Like Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the point with that is we know Jimmy and Kim are listening in now. And then the judge comes in and Howard is quite befuddled. Yeah, that was crazy. His eyes were wide. And he just launches straight into the like accusations. I thought he was gonna try to hide <laughs> it for a bit and like <laughs> suss it out. But no, he just goes right drugs. off of that. I think it was definitely the Yeah, drugs. that's so funny. <laughs> now that I think about it. No, it's not the drugs, because like the drugs just affects his eyes or whatever. No, but no, the the drugs Oh really? Do they just make him yeah, it was like just for the eye thing because yeah, it's just like, for Jimmy eyes. was trying it out and it like what dilutes? Oh uh, yeah, I think it made him all sweaty and yeah. Yeah, and it also okay, yeah. It, uh, it it probably put him more on edge, but they almost went chicanery mode. They almost had a chicanery mode like where he was like about to yell and like just unleashes like anger but like he doesn't fully do it yeah i'm gonna yeah, be real he didn't go as bad as i thought it would go yeah like yeah it... i thought it would get worse bro but yeah i was having some mad secondhand embarrassment during that scene but obviously i couldn't skip forward because it was live and as if i'm gonna skip anything anyway yeah that yeah. was it was so embarrassing man i didn't want to <laughs> yeah. watch and then so then we find out that the pi came back and swapped the photos from his office yeah i'm assuming which is First off, he has like a, a secretary at the desk, so I'm not sure how the, the guy got back in to swap him, unless he did it quickly as he was leaving, maybe? I don't know. I'd need to rewatch a scene to see who leaves first from that room. I want to know uh, when we see Cliff Main's son, though. Maybe it was Cliff Main's son who did it. <laughs> yeah, maybe Cliff, yeah, Cliff Main's son did it. Cliff Main's son was in on it all along. I didn't think they were going to switch the pictures. I yeah, I didn't they think they were. They were just going to show either. the picture and then... He would tell him that it wasn't him. I thought it was just gonna be like the photos just aren't there anymore. Like they just take the photos back, mm-hmm. so the photos just don't. Yeah, exist. but it wouldn't make sense, obviously, to just remove them in its entirety. But yeah, what what did happen was way more embarrassing for Howard. Yeah, yeah, I didn't expect yeah. the photo switch, and it also reeks of the chicanery thing with the address switching. It was really repugnant. I don't know if that's how you say the word. Like seeing Jimmy and Kim like react to the whole thing, like they were laughing about it. it was just like. Y'all are so evil. Yeah. And especially what they were doing at the end of the scene. And then Rich uh, Schweikart tells him that they've dropped the offer down and then it's going to drop by a million every day after that. One thing I don't like is we never get any concrete numbers on the Sandpiper settlement amount. I don't think it really matters that much, but I would like to know because Schweikart literally says we're going to cut off the deal by millions. And I'm just like, that's a lot. Yeah, I think we'll find out Jimmy's Jimmy's cut maybe, but not like the stuff. There's no way he could have legally had gotten that big house using just like cartel money. So it, it would make yeah. sense. Yes, he could have. Shut up, Cine. He he would use the Sandpiper money to get the mansion. Yeah. That we see no, from Breaking Bad. Sense. And the Cadillac too. I think the Cadillac will be his first purpose. Oh wait, so why would he get his car then? Why would he get his car then? Maybe after the Lalo thing, he's just so shaken he just needs to cool down, so he just goes and buys a really nice car. I'm I'm now starting to realize like how luck based this plan was because Imagine if somebody else had those pictures, like, you know, like when it was like when everything, like imagine, imagine like if his, like his secretary got drugged or something. Yeah, but the guy handed it directly to Howard. When Cliff confronts Howard in his office, it seems to me like Cliff was, he like believed him, but he knew yeah. it, was, it, it could, it didn't matter anyway. That's mm-hmm. exactly, that's the vibe I was getting, which was so ridiculous. Like if you believe him, like you should do something more about that. What? I mean, no, he but he said he, wouldn't, he was yeah. thinking about the clients because there was no way they no, were going to ever sense. get the settlement it back sense. up. It just, it just, it makes me a little sad. I thought 
because of Cliff Main's son, you know, uh, he thinks Howard's conspiracies are like a side effect of the drugs he's supposedly been using since druggies are often known to, I guess, lie and or make up random shit. No, I think the whole point of them saying that Cliff had a son that struggled with drugs was to make him seem less sympathetic to Howard. Or more sympathetic. Or more sympathetic, yeah. I have mixed feelings about this whole thing because I do like that they settled because I think the old people, they deserve to get their money. But it's like knowing like how Howard has been thrown under the bus. It's like, I don't know like whether to feel like satisfied or like just really sad, you know? I don't think you're supposed to feel satisfied. It's better to get your money now, obviously, because... No, it's better to wait a few years and get millions more than to... No, no, I agree Jimmy had obviously did it in bad faith. I just think personally, like, if I was in their shoes, like, I would personally say to settle sooner, because, like, they're still going to make a lot of money regardless. Yeah, but you get millions more. It's already been two years since the Sandpiper thing started. Cliff was like, why would Jimmy do this? Like, why would he do this? And then Howard's like, because he wants his money now. Yeah. Because he's a child. See, that's the thing. The fact that Howard had, like, a bit more, like, obviously he had to have had more focus, but the Chuck parallels especially kind of creeped me out. I was like, oh, no, something bad's going to happen at the end. Oh, yeah. Saul indirectly causes both of those characters their, you know, own demise. Yeah. And they they both hit their heads off a table. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, Howard probably didn't feel that because he was dead. Unless that was for that, but his hit, hitting his head was the thing that killed him. Oh, shit. He could have survived, but oh, man. <laughs> if only <laughs> the table was like five feet away more. They, sh- they show like an autopsy scene next episode. They're like, it looks like he survived the gunshot, but the, the table's what killed him. Oh, no. Let's not forget the funniest scene in this entire episode. As they settle, Jimmy and Kim are having fun times together. That was to so say funny. Oh, no. But they don't that show it. F- you know, they're not. That was a. F- that was the funniest scene of the episode. Dan was like cheering at his screen. And it comes back later in the episode. Yeah, when Howard says they get off on it. And then Jimmy and Kim are so defensive. They're like, oh, you better leave now, bitch. Even though he's right. After that whole debacle, we get Howard vlogging. I mean, not Howard. We get Lalo vlogging. What was the point? Like, was he going to mail it to uh, Bolsa? Or I, think it was, I think it was like when everything is said and done, probably. Probably he'll like send the tape. Because if uh, probably if something happens to him, he has proof. Oh, maybe he's just trying to maybe he's just trying to pass the time while just sitting in a sewer. When I heard Lalo uh, tell this plan to Don Eladio on his YouTube camera, like he was uh, gonna go down the lab and expose the truth, and with the title of this episode being "Plan and Execution," you know, I thought he was going to execute his plan and then get executed inside. Like you know, we all thought uh, he would. This is the second time the show did this, bro. The second time where we're like, okay, some crazy is gonna happen in relation to Lalo, and then it, and then it's like, no, there's still more. Like, end of season five, we were all like, yeah, Lalo's dead. He survives. This episode, we're like, okay, some crazy shit's gonna happen with Lalo. Well, yes, but also no. Like, it' not exactly what we yeah, thought. So. I didn't think he was gonna die this episode. I was, like, I was I mean, really worried he was actually gonna die this episode. I really, yeah, I'm so glad he doesn't die. I'm so glad. Yeah, and the cartel Gus story isn't wrapped up yet, so. Yeah, there's going to be literally nothing for Gus and Mike to do after he's dead. So. Yeah, That's honestly my thing. It's like, like stop seeing another lab. the end of the show, like they're not, the cartel shit isn't even going to be in the end of the show. Unless like yeah. they somehow keep Lalo until the very end, but it's like, how would they do that? It would be oddly personal if like, if it ends with like Lalo versus Jimmy and like they just finally have their like final showdown. But I don't know, that would feel too Breaking Bad. It wouldn't feel like Better Call Saul. There's no way Lalo's still around by the finale. What would be a showdown between them be? Lalo shooting him point blank. Lalo's always just viewed Jimmy as like a tool. Like the worst Jimmy's done to him is lie to him about the Bagman thing. He was involved in his assassination attempt. After the... What happened after the vlog even? Well, he calls up Hector. Oh yeah, the Hector call and then he realizes he's being tracked. And then he uses that as a, to his advantage. To... I was a bit of an idiot. I thought he, he wasn't... I. I thought he was, he wasn't like lying about saying, I thought he was straight up just going to go after Gus. <laughs> yeah. Here it is. Yeah. And I thought those, no. uh, those like noises that uh, Lala was hearing was just him being paranoid. Well, I thought he knew he was being tracked. I thought he was just like, nah, fuck it. I'm just going to do it anyway. But no, he was being yeah. smart about it. Yeah. Yeah. He like planned it out and. Uh, Mike and his goons get ready to go over to Gus. 
And Gus is at like some public thing. He's appearing in a public event in a gymnasium. Some like kind of local youth program. He's doing like a check for. I'm kind of thankful they didn't do this, but I thought it was like the school that Walt was in. That would have been so corny. Yeah, someone was like, is that Carmen? Yeah, Walt was going to show up and say, hey guys, it's me, Walt. He bumps into Gus. Yeah, because Walt would be teaching there. That's the Walt cameo. He's like teaching chemistry. Back to the sewer part uh, of Lalo, uh, Vince and Gold uh, like to add little details that are so important. So when I saw Lalo focusing on the cockroach, I was wondering what that was supposed to represent. And then I saw somebody on Twitter point out how uh, he called Jimmy a cockroach in season five. And when looking at the cockroach in season six, he realizes he has to go uh, find Saul for his new plan. Also, do you guys think this will be that like that scene of like Lalo and uh, Hector will be like the last conversation they'll have? That would be a good that would be a good final, I guess, moment. Hector just thinking his Lalo was an idiot. Hector is literally like angry, like by the time he ends the call. So it makes it seem like a goodbye. Funny moment. But like Gus is like, there's no way Lalo's gonna like actually kill me in my in my own house. And then Mike's like, do you really want to bet on that? I was really cracking up at that. You don't have to mock me, Skink, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're doing. And Mike is so stupid. I don't know why he had to pull out all his men to protect uh, Fring from Lalo. You're only saying, especially... listen, you're only saying he's stupid because we're the audience. Like, in reality, he's not, like, that stupid. Like, he's making a fair probably, And it probably wasn't all of them. They're probably just, like, you know... A... Well, he did, like say, he did say that Tyrus and some guys were still going to be at the laundry. Yeah, but like he pulled out the men from uh, Saul and Kim. Yeah, he said know. he pulled away from the minor uh, targets, which I assume would include Saul and Kim. But yeah, Mike tells Gus, like, you got to get home. This is the epic. We're going to cap Lalo. This is the epic final showdown. And I was getting hyped for that. And then obviously expectations subverted in the final scene of this episode back at Jimmy and Kim's apartment. They set up the flame. They set up the candle thing right from the start. The very first shot of that scene is the candle. And when the door opens, when Jimmy opens the door, like, Kim very explicitly looks at the candle doing the little flicker thing. Yeah, which I didn't even think, I, I had, didn't even think of. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't notice again. that at all. I mean, it was kind of obvious, to be fair. Like, it was clearly telegraphed, like, the whole flicker thing. But, like, the first time, and this is why it's so brilliant, because it's framed exactly like Bad Choice Road. So, like, it's meant to look like Lalo's about to come, but then it's Howard. That's what makes it great. And then the second time, that's like when you know for a fact it's him. No, I had no idea. I did not think it was going to be Lala the same time. Yeah, who did you not think the was going to show up? Everyone else is the audience. You're not part of it. Who who do you think was going to show up? Literally, who else would show up besides Howard? I thought, I thought it was just going to be some like random... When, I thought for a second... Like for a split second. Not like actually, but I thought it was going to be Howard had like some... Cra he went crazy and got uh -huh. some like, assassin to show up and just kill him. <laughs> I thought um, that would have been epic. Oh you goodness. have the weirdest thoughts, bro. It's so funny. I love what? it. It was just I'm just thinking, bro. I thought we were finally gonna see a guy walk in, hat, sunglasses, and he says, "Hey, <gasps> it's me, Mr. Mayhew." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I have the best idea for an edit I can do, although it'll be annoying. Like he's he's gonna come in and he's gonna say, "Hey, it's me," and his price. That would be... Imagine if it was Price. The dick eating for Price is crazy, bro. Price I, is back I, to where like, who are you? <laughs> I would have said the show was better than Breaking Bad if Price showed up. <laughs> that would be so funny, though. Unironically. Okay, but we're not at that part yet because Howard comes in and boy, oh boy, I think this is actually my favorite scene of the episode. His like rant against him yeah. is so good. Yes, I love it. it yeah, so it was satisfying. so satisfying. Yeah, He's like... And Howard isn't like unhinged at that point. He's still like in control of his thoughts because he's like laying it down. And it was really amusing to me when Jimmy and Kim started getting like defensive and offended by what he was saying when he's just completely right. Yeah, during Howard's speech or whatever is when I was like, because the whole time I feel like they kind of set him up to seem like he was like getting like sadder. I don't know. There's some scenes where like in his like therapy scene, you're like, oh man, is he doing okay? So I thought like we were going to see him like Jimmy drive him to suicide. But then he was like walking scene, around their house, like the way like Lala was yeah. too. So I was like, yeah. yeah, I knew something terrible was going to happen when Howard was just like walking through the mm -hmm. kitchen and peering the drink that he bought. Cause that scene reminded me uh, a lot of the Lala like, one in different. season five. Yeah. I thought oh, maybe yeah, he's it's... gonna attempt to maybe kill Kim or he'll slip and die like in a Ted way <laughs> or that Kim will whack him. You know, I, uh, when when he said uh, why she did what she did, and that will be why, uh, you know, Kim had to run away because she accidentally killed Howard. I was drunk, bro. 
You know, it was interesting because he, he was very unprofessional. No, because like he was walking around like that's not professional. Well, walking I, around. It, he's he he walked into their apartment. I don't think he was caring about being professional. I don't think he's drunk. More so, he's just like really uh, like angry and yeah. thinking. I think his mind was pretty yeah. clear. Like as in like mostly yeah. came there to do. There's an exception, um, but we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, as for the speech itself, like. I love how it kind of escalated. Like he he talks about like why 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 ruin his reputation? Like is it because like I I'm rich and like you have to work hard for like it's almost like he just knew. Like he was just very aware of Jimmy. And then Jimmy's like kind of self-admits to what they did. He's like, "Oh, don't worry. You'll be okay. You'll get back in your feet." And then Howard's like, "Oh yeah, I, I always do." Well, yeah, during that scene, I thought it was setting up Howard would like be on the road to like get revenge on him in the next few episodes. I was like, damn, this is going to be awesome. Howard revenge plot. Send the taxi driver to find Saul in the gene timeline. <laughs> as, uh, That's crazy. As many have theorized uh, so that, you know, he could get back at Saul for ruining his life, which people from really CNA's thoughts, uh, yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. This is not one of the Cooper trolls, but. But yeah, the best part of that scene is when Howard's like, okay, what have I done? I sided with Chuck a few times and I put Kim in dark review. Like, that's it pretty much. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, that's true. That's all, all you did. And he's like, what allows you to do this to me? And he's just, he's so right. But just when all is going well, Howard's ruining him, and then the light from a candle, it flickers again. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, then man. fucking Lalo shows up. Everyone knew. Yes. I love that how it happens literally right when he says, I'm going to spend your, I'm going to spend my, the rest of my life making clear of like you two it almost seemed like he was snitching on them and like maybe their deep crime stuff so it was funny when lalo came in it's almost like he's responding to that well it's also funny because he, he said he's gonna like what do you say he's gonna like ruin their lives which maybe in a way his death does like ruin it forever because now i have his death on their hands mm -hmm. yeah exactly right but we need to talk about how it's like filmed when lalo comes in because it was so cool on the first watch, but when I rewatch it, something about it is just so weird that I just can't place. It's like in No Way Home when like all the villains are together and they don't seem like they're in the same place. That is absolutely <laughs> not my idea. You have to bring in cape shit. It's over. <laughs> nope, nope, it was perfect. perfect I mean, character. like how when Lalo showed up, he's like really blurred and he's like a silhouette in the background. And then it just cuts to like a wide shot and he's just there and it looks so funny to me. When it cut to that shot of Howard and Lalo, I thought I was like watching some kind of fan edit because yeah. it just was yeah. unbelievable it's that they were in the same room. Yeah, yeah uh, some people say that um, like the whole candle thing represents like, you know, the first time when, uh, like the first time it flickered, it was to represent uh, Howard entering and the second time is Howard exiting. Do you think that's... Uh, <laughs> Probably. It's just meant to yeah. be Lalo. It's like Howard's Grim Reaper or whatever. We got to talk about Jimmy's reaction to Lalo. Like, damn, that was oh good. My goodness. He was like, oh. no. How? No. You... Dude, I, I was Kim? like, wow, this guy is stupid, you know, because I thought he knew that Lalo was still alive. But then I forgot that um, only Kim knows and Kim didn't tell us all. I can't even imagine him investing what, what that would be like, like knowing someone's dead and then seeing him show up again. And it's also the worst person you've ever met. I've seen some people say that the acting from Bob Odenkirk in that part was like bad or overacting. I've seen, some, I've seen like some people say that, but the acting in that scene was bad. No, people were saying that because like he just doesn't yell or something. Because apparently if you don't yell or freak out, that's bad acting. But yeah, they're trying to get Howard to leave and Howard is oblivious. And then Lalo just casually pulls out his gun and is screwing yeah, on the silencer. And, he, and he's like, Lalo. Or Lalo's like, no, you can stay. And then I knew from there that it's over for him. Do you think if if uh, if Howard ran, like, do you think he will have like like Lala won't have capped him or? No, if he ran away, he would slipped him a rug and hit his head like Ted. But yeah, even knowing at that point that Howard was definitely gonna die, just for the quickness of it and the shot shot suddenness was like, damn. Yeah, it made me jump a yeah. little. Yeah, it's same. I like yelled out of it. It, it. Like it just started off as like a confrontational dialogue and everything, and then it suddenly just became super suspenseful. It's. That's like what makes it so different from like Bad Choice Road. Bad Choice Road, it was like Lalo came in, it was just suspense. But like this, this like had more of a buildup, I think. Did you think this is kind of first where we see Mike become the cleaner? I don't think Mike's going to know about it. I think Mike might question Saul about it and Saul will have to lie because Lalo has him under his thumb. I either think that Lalo is going to play Jimmy like against Mike and Gus and like that's how he's going to try and get at them. That's absolutely what's going to happen. Well, I think next episode is definitely going to be the box cutter of this show. Like Howard, I mean, Jimmy, Kim, and Lalo are going to be talking about room for at least half the episode, I bet. 
I saw someone say on uh, one of the discussion forums that um, like this is similar to the bad choice road thing, but this time they don't have Mike protecting him. Like Mike was watching in on the bad choice road thing, but Mike, mm-hmm. all of Gus's guys are on Gus pretty much at this point. No one's watching Jimmy and Kim. They're all alone. They're probably going to have to lie to Mike about it when he shows up to question him probably at some point. Yeah, I yeah. think uh, Kim will be obviously like in shock, but she'll get over it pretty quick, and then we'll see Jimmy like it's staying with him for a while. I could see it even staying with him until like Breaking Bad and stuff, just like always being there. How do you think they're going to clean up the mess? I think they're just going to put Howard's body in his office and make it look like a suicide. Do you think they're going to do it like Death Ride or like just like like a suicide? Death Ride? What is that? Like Dead Fright? Or no, after Dead oh. Fright, do you remember what they did with the kid? Dead Fright. Dead Fright? What the fuck is a Dead, dead Fright? Fright? Dead Fright. Dead Fright. Dead Fright. Who's his Fright, though? Like, what, is, what does Fright mean? It's the Fright, fright like train. The train. Oh, fright oh yeah, like yeah, the yeah, stuff yeah. on a train. Now I remember, yeah. It's like I think, a, think they're going to put Howard's body in a barrel. They're not just going to have Howard yeah. disappear without a train. They're, they're going to frame him for suicide. It doesn't make sense, but you know. I don't think they could do a suicide because there's just... Like, they would have to bring his body somewhere. There's no blood. There's, like, I don't think they're going to let them take his gun. I think because think about it. Because think about it. Like, Lalo uses silencer. So it's like, it. I mean, they they have their tracks covered already. It's just a matter of, like, where to plant the body, I guess. No, but then. No, but, like, the forensics will know it's not a suicide. Yeah. And there's no way Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, like, the writer's going to be like, suicide. And then, yeah, (laughs) just cleaning. Either I think he's going to disappear. He's either going to disappear or, like, I think we'll get some cool scenes of, like, Kim and Jimmy dealing with the body. Or, I think after um, Lalo's done talking to him, he's just going to leave, and he's just going to leave him with a body, and they'll have to deal with it. Yeah, yeah that's what's going to happen, because Lalo doesn't give a fuck about, you I know, think, what that's gonna, what's going to happen yeah. to them. Maybe they could say it's, like, self-defense, because he was going crazy at work, and then Cliff could back it up, and people could back it up. So maybe they could frame as that, or they'll just make it disappear. That's why I think he might call Mike after, because, like... He said Lalo is here, and then he'll lie about maybe what he wanted. Like, maybe he wants something from whatever, and maybe he'll lie about that. Um, but I think he, like, won't know who to turn to, and I don't think he'll try to do it himself. So he'll reach out to someone, if it's Mike or someone else. I will say the one very sad part about this whole ending is, like, this is probably, like, the last time we'll ever see, like, a Jim, uh, Kimmy and... I said Kimmy and Jim. I'll, I'll say it. A Jim... A, a Kimmy and Jim... Like, uh-huh. just focus, like, lawyer storyline. Because I, I said this before, but, like, this is where, like, the cartel stuff and the lawyer stuff truly just, like, collides together. Like, the Better Call Saul of, like, you know, the old yesteryears. Like, that all that stuff is, like, now gone. It's, like, now it's fully merged with the cartel stuff. So these next six episodes is literally, like, it's just going to be, like, Jimmy, Kim, Lalo versus, like, Gus and Mike. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. And that's well, going to be terrifying. I think uh, they'll they'll wrap it up all in like the next two episodes, nah. and then you know. That's just, I mean, what fair. what else is there to do? I, I feel like you know this everything can be wrapped up go even in one least, episode. It's gonna go at least until episode ten. Uh, do you guys think this uh, the next part will be like on the level of the final eight episodes of Breaking Bad in yes. terms of like suspense? Because yes. I think so, one hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, probably. We'll see. It's yeah. like it's literally gonna be all the characters we know and love just turning against each other. That's like you, what it is. You know, it's gonna be crazy when uh, Gus finally uses the gun he hid in his uh, in the super lab to kill Lala. Yeah, the Chekhov's gun. They're gonna There's use no that. way that goes as planned. That's gonna. Yeah. That's what's gonna happen. I think you'll just uh, like cap him in like the knee or something, and uh, he's going to like hold them hostage for like the entire like for years. Like Lalo is just gonna be uh, Gus's pet. Like how he described to Hector when he was like telling him that one story when he was younger of in how the he ultimate, like. In the ultimate twist, Lalo is the cartel sex slave. I don't know if Agent said this or somebody else, but they said they feel like this show will not end until we get to see like every possible character dynamic. The one we have not seen is Jimmy, Kim, and Mike, or them with Gus. We still haven't seen that yet. Wait, 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 wait. Why would we get Jimmy and Gus? Because Jimmy already said in Bring You Bad they never met. Okay, but why would he be terrified to like say him? Well, um, he's saying say he's never him. met him directly. He like okay. knows of him. But yeah, so do you I, think, I Kim? think Kim will meet Gus. Think... I'm, I'm telling you. Oh, okay. I'm oh, telling man. you, Kim will meet Gus. I'm sorry to say, I I hate to say it, but Breaking Bad kind of put them in a tight spot there. That kind of sucks. 
some people were saying that uh Lala was gonna use Jimmy as a way to like enter the office, like not the office, the uh the lab. Like he was gonna tell Jimmy to enter first. When Jimmy and Mike meet, it's gonna be so intense. I've been I've been thirsting for some more Jimmy and Mike scenes, so thank God we're probably gonna get some soon. We're definitely gonna get some. But I, that's I, gonna be intense. Yeah. I think um, he'll help him clean up the or something. And then I think in terms of like him or whoever going to Gus, I think maybe Lala will tell Jimmy to go to Gus and then like Kim volunteers because she's the... She's the cool one. Yeah. Cindy didn't talk about his hate for the, the Howard death, Cindy. Uh, they shouldn't have done it. They thought they were the, the most shocking and easy way was to just have Lala show, show up and kill him and then end it like that. I didn't think any of the lawyer storylines would like end with like the cartel members like that's like when I was like I, I said Kim wouldn't die because it wouldn't make sense within like the the spirit of the show like she'll probably mm -hmm. just get in prison or like something bad will happen to her but like knowing what happened to Howard it's like anything can happen now literally anything yeah the yeah. Kim prison yeah. theory doesn't seem likely at this point wasn't Cooper saying like a few episodes ago that he was gonna die when he got involved in like the cartel thing I mean, no, okay, look. He said, he's, didn't you say something about the PI? And, yeah, he thought, and like, Mike's guys were going to kill him. I did say uh, Howard was going to get killed by, like, the cartel for being at the, like, the wrong time and wrong place. But I thought it would be, like, from the twins or, like, Gus's men or, like, Mike's men. Um, I never thought it would be Lalo because of how busy he was with, like, Gustavo and how little, like, time he has left to even do something evil to Jimmy. Uh, even with like the way the episode went and how it was ending, I didn't think there'd be enough time or even a reason for him to like, you know, for Howard to get whacked by a cartel guy. Well, yeah, and I need, we need to factor in that. I don't think anyone was expecting Lalo to literally be back at Albuquerque at the start of this episode. I mean, it makes sense, but a part of me is kind of angry about it because I really wanted to see, La I mean, Howard get revenge. On... I really wanted Howard part to get the last I just laugh. wanted to see Jimmy's response to Howard. Like, I, we never got to see it. Like, Jimmy and Kim actually respond to like what Howard is saying. I like how both uh, Nacho and Howard's, uh, like, they're both connected. You know, they're both tragic characters who want to get out of, like, the hole they're in and live a better life. And uh, Gould subverted expectations with their deaths by having them reverse from what we originally thought was going to happen. Like, for Nacho, uh, we thought he was going to go out, uh, we thought he was going to go out uh, guns blazing or get surprised, uh, killed by Lalo because of the type of character Nacho is. And for Howard, we thought he will kill himself after everything that's happened or and will happen and thus meet the same fate as Chuck. But in the, but in the end, uh, Nacho's the one who, you know, kills himself and Howard gets murdered by Lalo. I think we need to we need to ask ourselves the big question we all need to say right now. Is Kim going to die? No. I don't I don't care to predict that, but I hope she does not. But at, at the, again, anything can happen. Why are you such a pussy bro? Just say yes or no. Yeah, everyone say yes or no. I want to hear no, I don't no. care about predicting it. Cop out. No, I don't think she's gonna die. No, I don't think she'll die. Either. I don't care about predicting well, it. Well, think about this. They've already killed off Nacho, Chuck, and Howard. Are they really just gonna do for every single character who isn't Breaking Bad? They're just gonna say, yeah, they're dead. The next episode's written by Gordon Smith, who did oh, boy. Henry, and Vince Gilligan's <laughs> directing it. And he did. He directed uh, Rock and Hard Place, right? Gordon uh, Smith yeah, did Rock and Hard Place, yeah. Nacho's gonna come back and die again. I thought next episode will probably not be as tense, but it is directed by Vince, so something might happen. It could be crazy. It's going to be incredibly uh, tense. <laughs> Did yeah. you see that? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, compared to the end of this episode. Like, I thought maybe we'll get a slight bit of, like, a breather, but definitely not. Knowing it's going to definitely start off on that same level, at least. I wonder if yeah, either yeah. Kim's going to have, like, a, a breakdown, and then, like... That's what kind of sets. Yeah, I'm off. really interested in like how it affects Jimmy and Kim. Who's yeah. like, is Jimmy gonna have a break? Like, is Jimmy gonna break down? One of them is gonna have a breakdown. One of them's not. One of them will. Maybe, maybe the roles will change, and Jimmy's like calmer than Kim is. Like, maybe this like sets. Kim I don't think so. It could be. Because... It could surprise you. <laughs> I don't know. I think Jimmy is a more vulnerable character than Kim. I'm so just gonna I, say that right I, now. I think it would be cool to see Jimmy be. You like, know what would be cool is if. Mm -hmm. Kim tries to pull another bad choice road and like talk down Lalo, but Lalo's having none of it and just like not kills her, but but you know just really shuts him down. Yeah, no, I think it could be true because Kim probably thinks she's like. But Kim also thinks she's hot shit. But I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it'll, it'll take him a while to get that confidence, but I feel like we will get a moment in which like she tries to like talk him down, and then like Lalo just like. I don't know, he does something to scare her. Or like maybe just stays quiet and stares down at her. He does a FNAF jump scare. 
<laughs> right. I mean, he was uh, already that, like, like he was a character in FNAF with the camera. <laughs> you just had to throw in a FNAF reference. FNAF is awesome. We all love FNAF. Some guy pointed out how D-Day was actually Howard's D-Day, you know, Death Day. <laughs> oh, yeah, Happy Death Day, Howard. The D-Day thing. And somebody also explained how the soda trick that Howard showed his worker was supposed to, like, foreshadow Lalo's silent suppressors because yeah, they both uh, silenced the explosions. They both turn. I forgot to mention this, but can we talk about Jimmy and Kim's, like, screams when Howard gets shot? Because those were crazy. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to mention that, like how they both like screamed at the same time, like for the first time they were both like having the exact same reaction. But yeah, yeah. the acting was so amazing on that part. Yeah, that was a very good scene. Uh, how do you what, what yeah. do you guys think Lalo's plan is like now? Because it's, it's obviously changed. I mean, he's going to use uh, Soul and K Kim as chess pieces in some way. Yeah, yeah. Against I don't know guys. how, but I feel like it would only make sense if like Lalo knew about Jimmy's connections. The thing is, he doesn't. So it's going to be interesting seeing like what's the connection between Gus and then Gus and Mike and Jimmy. Like why oh, yeah. did he put two and two together? My yeah. idea was because if you look at season five, he he did trust Jimmy with a lot of things. Like in um the earlier episodes, like what did he do? Like he tried to get um Crazy out of bail. That was the first thing he did. And then Bagman, where he he pretty much just like transferred money from the cartel so he kind of trusts him a decent amount but, like and he's the only person that at least did something good for him even though he, he kind of betrayed him he so. must know mm -hmm. something or know something's up because otherwise he wouldn't have killed howard right away because he, he yeah. was nice to they were nice with each other maybe he somehow connects now mike now that he saw mike with gus maybe he's like well he saw mike with him maybe he's like putting connection like who helped because remember he's he knew about the car in, in uh Mexico and it was in like a ditch. With well, yeah. Is he gonna bring back up yeah. the bad choice road thing? Because I think did he fully believe? Did he knew Mike was involved? That's the question. No, I think he maybe he's, but maybe he like somehow found out. Although yeah, he I might be able to connect the dots. Yeah, I don't think he would have known because Mike is just another bodyguard to him, right? No, he explicitly said, "Oh, Michael," when he saw him. I mean, within the context of like Bagman, like why would he suspect he would specifically think about Mike? That's well, my Mike's question. been Mike was a real fawn of it. Mike was a real fawn in his ass in winter when with a parking lot thing. I think he might just grill the hell out of Saul, and this time Saul and Kim won't be able to put up the lie and they'll spill the truth. But I also think that they won't fold completely almost to Lalo. Like either Kim or Jimmy will like after Lalo confronts him and tells him, like, oh, this is what you're gonna do for me. One of them, like Kim or Jimmy, like privately will talk to each other and be like, no. I don't want to do this or like some like I don't know and then I feel like maybe that'll be the downfall of something if Lala finds out because there's no way they do exactly what Lala wants or else we would see you know Gus and Mike dead in Breaking Bad well um what I'm most excited to see for 6B is what seems to me it'll be like a tug of war like Mike will be trying to use Soul and Lala would be trying to use Soul and he's like him and Kim are stuck in the middle yeah, you know? and I feel like they'll pick sides or something will happen. Yeah, yeah. I'm just hyped. I'm just hyped for some more Mike and Soul and Kim content together. Hopefully, yeah. it's just seeing them all turn on each, seeing them all go against each other is going to be so insane. Yep. All right. On that note, on that note, uh, ratings, final ratings. Uh, Cinebad, what is your rating for this episode? I'm gonna say eight point five out of ten. Ooh, oh, for first, for first, he went with the point five. He went with the point five. He's a pussy. I have bro. to. I can't. I can't decide between the eight and nine. So, so this is the first oh, episode man. of a season that's not a ten. Correct. All right, uh, Johnny Cooper thoughts. A ten out of ten episode. Uh, yeah, Skink. Yeah, I agree. Ten out of ten. I know Dan doesn't do numbered ratings, but uh... I guess I would say a ten if I if I had to because this is my favorite episode of. Yeah, I'm gonna say a ten. Best episode since Winner or Bad Choice Road for me. So that's all we have to say on the mid-season finale of Better Call Saul Plan and Execution. We'll be back in six weeks when the season starts up again to discuss the final episodes of the show. But until then, thanks for watching slash listening.